Okay, welcome to welcome to Sunday Night Novi. Sunday Night Novi is an ongoing presentation of the, the Weiss Entertainment Network. 613 on your dial. Tonight's share, Prophetic Vision in the 21st Century, the message of Navi and Rishon and the story of the Book of Shmuel. The series will focus on how, how Shmuel and Navi and the other Nabiim uh, taught us many lessons and many messages for our time. The series dedicated to Zechonishmas, Harabi Rachmiel Ben Aramayer, and uh, and uh, and Ruvain Ben Mordechai, um, the Neshama should have an Aliyah. Uh, okay, uh, we are holding uh, Erev Tisha B'Av, um as we dis- as we discuss. So so it, it's actually actually you know interesting things. Um, uh, today today's daf, which was absolutely bizarre, uh, but in the middle of it and telling uh, some very bizarre stories, um, it mentioned about the building of the base of Megash. So, so I, I thought that was a mo- that was a great moment. Um, it was a story where Shlomo was looking for the shamir, the famous shamir, the worm that cuts the the marble. Uh, and anyway, it was, so Tzedek mentions the base of Migdash. Uh, so I thought that was that was that was a significant thing. Um, we are of course learning about the planting of the seeds of the base of Migdash of the of the of the malucha of of base David. And, and and some of the as we as we've seen over the last week or two, some of the uh, potential uh, problems that uh, have occurred um, in in the house of David. So we mentioned last week that the whole issue, the whole issue surrounds around the punishment for David and Bathsheba. It's the mida connected mida that David acted a certain way with Uriah and Bathsheba, and and now now it's coming back to. To bite him, so so that that was that was kind of the thing. Again, again, I I, I can't say this enough. I, I, I it's hard to it's hard to pull this all together. But nonetheless, nonetheless, um, to me, to me, the the great moments in the story is well, I mean, I mean, this story in particular has nothing to do with David himself. Um, he didn't do any of this. But I'm saying, um, but I I think when David's resp- responses and his and his taking responsibility. I think even even I mentioned last week that as a result of the story of Amnon and Tamar, David made a gezerah that you can't have yichud with a penuya. That a, sing, a single man and a single woman, even if she went to mikvah, didn't have her, and, and she's pure and she's tar, they cannot be together alone. Because that's what David is—a re, a, a reactionary. Do, do, David David looks at looks at a story, looks at an incident, and David sees the problems that exist. And and and, say, and says, what do I need to do to prevent this problem from growing to a point where we can't do anything about it? And David Amel says, I'm stopping it right here. There will be no more yichud between a single man and a single woman ever, um, and that will be against halacha, and that will be an established halacha for all times. And that's what David Amel does. That's how David Amel reacts. Um, he sees problems and he and he comes up with solutions. And, and and that was a uh, a significant solution uh, in this story. I think that's very very important to note uh, of how we how we constantly see the greatness of David and Mela, uh, and and Mr. Hashem, we will see it all till the end, and and even on his deathbed, as as we'll learn um, probably sometime in the middle of this year, uh, maybe maybe even later than that. Um, anyway, uh, so I'm known. And Tamar have their incident. Um, love turns to hate, as we saw. So I think it's interesting. I, I think he had such a he had such a, a heavy passion for her, 
And and then afterwards, uh, and part of it had to do with the fact because she kind of put him in his place. Um, and 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 you know, Lo Yaseh came to Israel. Is I like that term. Um, it's not. This is not how Jewish people are supposed to act. Uh, and and that's that 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 term is supposed to be like with us at all times. This is not how Jewish people are supposed to act. Meaning, meaning that that our behavior is supposed to be be dictated by a code that, um, and I spoke a little bit about this on Wednesday night. Uh, that that goes to back to Harsinai, goes back to Avram Avinu, the that Avram Avinu put forward behavior that he expected of his children, grandchildren, the Dore Doros for all time. And 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 she kind of puts him in his place, and he says, "We, you know, you know, you're not supposed to behave this way. You're Jewish people, you're, not, you're the you're Jewish, you're, you're a Jewish person, and you're the you're the son of the king of Israel. You can't behave this way." So I, I think that kind of so you know you know people don't like to be told that they're doing something wrong. So it says Vayistaya. It says that so 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 it turned to hate, and he has a removed, um, and then um, the story gets out, and. It it said interestingly with Absalom. Now I'm I'm not going to tell you that it's okay to <laughs> to avenge people to avenge because the, the Torah says lo sikom lo sitor, but um, sometimes sometimes you have to say you have to feel for him. you have to say do we blame him? Again, it's not okay, but 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 you understand it sometimes and. And I think that's what happens with Avshalom, is that he he acted in a way that that is almost understandable. Um, it's it's a Shimon and Shimon and Levi, right? Shimon and Levi. But what happened? So 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 Shem ben Chamor uh, violated ben Chamor violated Dina, and then wanted to marry her, right? And, and and they saw this as a novella of Israel. They said this was a terrible thing. And and they went in and they avenged themselves. Now there's a lot of explanations given and they violated Shabbat Mitzvah Spinei Noach and their Chai Misa. And, you know, we, go, we, can go wrong. we can go over the whole story with Shimon and Levi, right? Well, we know that we know that Yaakov criticizes them um, uh, on his deathbed. Shimon and Levi, Achim, Kalei Hamas, Mecher right? Like you two people can't be together, right? It's interesting because you know he criticized them, but but Shevet Levi, yeah, become Shevet Levi. So that's interesting. But there's a lot of so there's a lot of twists and turns in understanding the brachas that Yaakov gave to his children. Um, Rashi says that 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 everyone got a bracha. So Rashi says on the pasuk that that even the ones that seem to be criticized also receive brachas about their future. So so Yaakov did give brachas to all his children. But what 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 I once heard from Rabbi Billet uh, many years ago about Shimon and Levi, what does Yaakov tell them? And I'm not talking about the end of his life. I'm talking about in the moment. He says he says he says to them, he says vehikuni. He says, he says, because of your behavior, the, the surrounding nations are going to take avenge upon us. So, in other words, he he says that your move was a geopolitical nightmare. 
a geopolitical disaster. Like you should, you, like like, what do we do if they attack us now, right? And then the plus the, the can follow say that Hashem puts fear in the in, in, in the surrounding nations and nobody comes near Yaakov and he's protected. Okay, what is the parakeh? So Shimon Levi says hachazona yasa sachosin. That you know, well, well, can you you know, are you going to make our should our sister be allowed to be made into a into a prostitute? And that's how the parak ends. No response from Yaakov. So I heard this once from Rabbi Billet that 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 Yaakov understood what they were saying, and Yaakov didn't necessarily disagree with what they were saying. He just said that that politically, it's 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 impossible. To manage this, that we're a small group, we're small, we're still a small family. Many of the family are young, uh, and and you know these the, the, you know these people who have no morals, no morals, no ethics, are gonna you know idol worshippers, uh, pagans uh, are gonna come and attack us. So it it, it almost looks like because the parak ends just with the words of Shimon and Levi that Yaakov understands them. So. Again, I'm not saying it's okay. Don't 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 walk away saying the Rabbi Wai says it was okay for Avshalom to to kill Amnon. It's not. Uh, 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 I'm not sure about Shimon and Levi. Uh, that, that I'm not sure because that was a mess. That was a really bad story. Um, and I think bad things would have come anyway from that story. But certainly, uh, whatever. It's not okay. Uh, okay, uh, you know. But what Avshalom did was not okay. But you could understand it, like 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 he saw his sister was violated and was violated in a way that should never have happened. Yeah, you know, I, I it's hard for me to not feel bad. <laughs> again, again, it's not it's, again vigilanteism is not acceptable. Okay, so so I'm gonna tell you a story um, about uh, two months ago, three months ago. Um, there was a there was a there was a terrorist attack, and 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 the Israelis that lived in the area went into the Arab towns and, and they and they um and they burnt they burnt down some houses they they rioted <laughs> basically they rioted no no other way no other way of describing it they rioted and and um so you know you know the government condemned it. I, and they're right. You can't have a, you know, you can't have a hefkeris. Can't have a, can't have vigilanteism. That doesn't work. And and even if it does work, it doesn't work because it's not going to work in the long run. You know. And then anyway, the RCA, the Rabbinical Council of America, came out and condemned it. And I was very upset about it. And and I, I I responded to them and I said I said to them I said I agree with you. It's not the solution. But you got a feel for these people, like they're living. You know, you know, their their lives are threatened, and they reacted. And, and and you know, maybe maybe the next time, the Arabs will think twice about. They know that the that the, the Jews around are going to come into town and burn their houses down. So maybe they'll 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 think twice about uh, about, about doing something like this again. If you if you sat me down and let's have a political discussion, is that the solution? Absolutely not. It's, vigilanteism is not the way to go. Can't doesn't work. Can't work. It can't work in the long term anyway. You need the army to go in there and wipe them out. That's a, <laughs> wipe out the terrorists. Uh, that's what needs to happen. Uh, and, and, and you know through the government, hundred percent. 
But I said, but I said to the president of the RCA, but you have to feel for these people. You know, it's it's easy for us to sit here and and, and say, oh yeah, uh, you know, condemn, condemn. It's very easy for us to sit here in the in Brooklyn, Queens, uh, you know, wherever we are, uh, Manhattan. Yeah, you know, very easy to say it. I said he's actually was actually in Cleveland. Um, I said, but 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 I I, I, and that, I, I subsequently found out from uh, the executive director of the RCA that they were asked to make a statement. So I said to him, I said, that knowledge is useful because now, now I'm not so upset at you for, for, for writing the letter of condemnation, um, knowing that you were asked to make a statement from people in Israel. I, I said, okay, I can live with that. I said, that's fine. I can live with it. But I'm saying, I'm saying that, that, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I know is my, is this my immoral side coming out? I, I don't think so. I, I, I think that, 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 now, now, this whole thing should have been avoided in the first place. <laughs> that's the that that's it. And I'm saying, but but what what David Amelis' reaction was to Aser Yichud was, was saying that this can't be. We cannot have activity. We can't have nothing. The whole thing is is, is rotten to the core. And that was David Amelis' reaction, and and he was right. So we're about to pass the Kopkim. Uh, we didn't see what actually happens. But I don't know. That's just how I, some of my personal feelings. And I think I'm getting old and, and not so tolerant of, of, of a lot of things anymore. I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, it is what it is. Um, you know, coming up to Tishabov, you know. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Kinos, uh, and every year we read them. And, and, and they deeply affect me. I, I mean, I mean, I, I think about this, and, and I have been very vociferous that I don't have great sympathy for people who live in Ukraine. I don't. I, 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 I there's there's a place called Babi Yar where 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 only only about seventy seventy five or eighty years ago, uh, twenty five thousand Jews were massacred in two days. I, I mean, I, 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 it's hard, and I don't believe that their great grandchildren are any better. Uh, now the Jews and that are stuck there. Of course, you have to have sympathy for. But I'm saying, I'm saying, I, I don't, I, I just, I, I don't feel such sympathy. Um, that, uh, say anything you want, but not going to feel bad for people. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about on Tisha about Chalmitsky who killed 200, 000, two, the lowest estimate was two hundred thousand Jews in the Ukraine. You know, the the blood, the, our blood is all over that country. So I'm supposed to feel bad for these people. Uh, must feel bad when Amalek is fighting Amalek. Uh, I don't feel bad. Uh, maybe, maybe it's my old age. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so it's Pasuk Chavkim, page 284. Now, what, what is interesting about the story is that Avshalom did not react right away. He waited. He waited for the right opportunity. Okay. This is also a bad story, but we'll see what happens, right? Vayu gozazim la'avshalom b'bal chatzor asher im Ephraim. They were shearing Avshalom sheep in the plains of Chazor, which was which is in the land of Ephraim. Avshalom and Avshalom called all, all of the uh, all of the king's sons, all of his brothers, or whatever, all of his siblings. The Mitzudah David points out the Hayami Darkam Right, we see that in uh, I think in Gemara we see that the 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 the, the shearing. The times where they sheared the animals was a big, uh, big event. It was not. It was not just they came in with the with the with the scissor and they cut off the the wool. It was it was uh, like a big event. It was also bracha because 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 uh, you know they had parnasa from it. They 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 sheared the animals and they and they and they were able to and they made clothes and they you know you know it was a big event. 
the shearing what was a big one. I, I think still in certain places and in farmlands and places like that, it's still I think it's still even among non-Jews. I think um th there's a word for it which which I don't know um that they call it. And, and I think it's still uh is considered a, a big uh, big event. Right. It says even in the story of Naval way back, also when they were shearing, that was considered a um a a a uh a, a um A big event, right? So um, the art school note points out that what why why Abshalom waited two years. So one opinion he brings down is that Amnon involved himself in Torah study, and the merit of that mitzvah protected him for two years. Abravanel suggests that Amnon was in constant guard against possible revenge from Abshalom. It was only after two years of calm that Amnon lowered his guard, and Abshalom thought he could lure him into a trap. Okay, so that, that's a Interesting thing. Okay. Vayavo Avshalom Elamel. So Avshalom comes to the king, to David. Vayomer, he He says, Behold, they are shearing for your servant. Let the king and his servants accompany your servants. Meaning, meaning everybody should go. It should be a big party. Uh, uh, right? Right, it should, we, we should make it a, a a big party. If not, then let my and and then he says, David he, 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 said, "How are you going to manage all this? Well, all these people are going to come, and, and how are you going to to manage? Uh, you know, all of us. Uh, you have you have enough hotel space. You have enough." Uh, uh, you know, yeah, the, the, the caterer was hired. Did you, you ordered enough food? Uh, yeah, we don't want to overburn you. Uh, so it says that he, it says uh, that he, although uh, um, Absalom was very persuasive, uh, but it says that um, David said, uh, he says, I'm not going to go. So so King said, No, my son, let us not go, right? Shall not let my brother Amnon. So so David, uh, why should he go with you? Abshalom uh, convinced him. Um I think what's uh, a problem here is that David was suspicious. Um, although it says as David's firstborn and assumed success to Amnon would probably also deem it inappropriate to attend such a celebration although therefore beseeched the king to urge him to go although David knew that his successor was to be Shlomo he probably shared this information only with Bathsheba and Nosan and perhaps few other trusted confidants the Shlomo's status was not widely known as indicated by the narrative of David's final days when his son Adonio had widespread support for his claim to the throne. It may be, it may be that since Shalom was very young, he was only 12 when he became king, David did not want to put pressure on him by Nancy and he was the crown prince. So that, that's kind of what was going on here. Avshalom instructed his servant saying, Ru'una, take note, Kito lev amnon v'yayin. He says, wait until Amnon is drunk. Tov leiv means he's, he's inhibited. For as lo yiyeh nishma. 
Rabbi says that he will not be on guard anymore. I mean, his guard will be completely uh, let down. When, when Amnon was too inebriated to be vigilant, Abshalom ordered his servants to assassinate him, right? Strike him down, kill him, and fear not. Hello, Kianochi Sivisiaskam. I, because I, because it is on me. Chizku, be strong, be you live nechayel, and be brave men. Umiyadi yuvukash. Right, Mr. David says that that what what Absalom what what was saying is that the responsibility is on on me. He says he says if anything happens, if anybody questions, they're not going to question you. They're going to question me. It's going to come back to me, and you don't and you don't need, need to worry. Yadi yuvukash. Chizku means when he said, you know, be strong because he might try to defend himself and, and, and just be aware that he might try to, to defend himself. Okay. So the the servants of Avshalom did the Amnon, Kashet Siva Avshalom, and uh, as Avshalom commanded, it says that all the king's sons arose and each man mounted his mule and fled. So I think that, that, that my, my sense is that they did not understand what was going on here. Maybe, maybe two, there are two possibilities in my head that I'm thinking. Either the king, either the even not all the king's sons, not all of David's sons knew the story of Amnon and Tamar. A, B, they could have they could have seen this as a rebellion that 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 Avshalom, in order to secure that he'll become the king, that he's gonna he's gonna assassinate every everyone everyone and, and he'll be left Yehidi. I think I think that that that's what happened. Uh, it sounds like that's what it says. And therefore, when, when they heard about the assassination of of uh of Amnon, so they 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 fled for their lives. By he hema baderech, it says it says, uh, and so then it says, um, while they were on the way, it says Rashmuah by al David leimor, and listen to this, and here's where it gets terrible. He ka av shalom es kol b'nei amela v'lo no sar mehem echad. There is a Rumor that got back to David that Avshalom had assassinated all of of his children. They're all gone now because it wasn't true, but but that's what uh, D D David heard. Now, now that's hard to uh, uh, that that goes along with what I was saying that 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 they 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 feared that they feared that. Um, you know that that he that he was leading a a rebellion and, and um so that's why they they fled because they thought that they were next not understanding that they, they that they didn't understand that this was just to avenge himself on Amnon they had nothing to do with them and 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 but 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 the the rumor that the rumor that got out the rumor that got out that that indicated to David that all his kids were, all his children were 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 killed indicates that there was this sense and you know it, it's also a little bit of a foreshadow uh you know later on Avshalom leads a rebellion against David and, and I, I wonder I, I you know 
it's hard not to wonder this, that maybe there was a sense in the house that Avshalom was, uh, was a problem. I, uh, again, again, I spent 15 minutes telling you how I feel bad for him and I, I defended him. But at the same time, uh, as we go forward and we learn about Avshalom's rebellion against his father, maybe there was this sense in the house that, that he was a problem. And maybe this event was not not a shock. Like when when he killed Amnon, maybe there was legitimate fear that that they were going to be next, and they ran. And the fact that a rumor got back to David that said that that um, you know that everybody that everyone was was killed, uh, it kind of confirms that maybe there was this sense that Avshalom was dangerous. And and I, I think I think there's a lot of a truth to that to that understanding. Vayakam um, so the king got up by cross So when the king heard it, he tore his garments and he lay down on the ground. And everybody else tore Kriya. So so they had a Kriya session. Like everyone tore Kriya because they heard about this terrible story um, that, that that had taken place. Right. So by the way, by the way, just to tell you. Um, I'm not making this up. The art scroll note says exactly what I'm saying. The princes, the princes feared that they were that that there was a plot to kill them all. Perhaps Abshalom wanted to move any potential competition for the throne so that that he would become king when David died. Apparently, Abshalom had concealed his hatred for Amnon so well that the princes did not see the obvious that he was avenging the honor of Tamar. In the confusion, a rumor reached David that a mass assassination had taken place, and he was grief stricken. Right? <laughs> I'm making this up, but I'm saying, saying, but yeah, so that's what's going on here. So, Vayan Yonadav ben Shima Achi David. Now, remember Yonadav? He was the he was the guy way back. He was David's, uh, I think, his brother, right? Uh, and he was the one. Who was friends with uh, uh, David's, I'm sorry, David's nephew, uh, and he was he was the first cousin of Shalom, and they were friends. And he's the one who told them to to he's the one who told Amnon to to set up the plot, and and, and get Tamar into the house. Right, we discussed it whether it was evil then, huh? right? So Yonadab, David's nephew, said, "Vayomer, Al Yomar Adoni es Kohana Arim Hemisu." So somehow he got word about what really happened. And he told he told his uncle. He says, Uncle David, don't don't you know, don't set Kriya, you know, don't sit shiva for everybody yet. He said, he said, he said, Ki Amnom Somehow he was aware that that only Amnon was killed. So I said Shiva, but but not for everybody. Ki Alpi Abshalom Haisa Suma Miyom Anaso is Tamara Khoso. Because, because because he says he says uh for Avshalom had issued that, that order since the day Amnon violated his sister Tamar. Hatsava Hahi Hushma The Mesudat David says that that it was known from the day of the story of Amnon and Tamar that Avshalom was out to kill Amnon. And Radak says Pu'ula Klomar. Harigas Amnon Haisa Shuma Bifi Avshalom Tamid, meaning Avshalom spoke about it a lot. And he said, I'm going to get, you know, one day I'm going to get him. Ki Tamid Ayamisaper Viraso, Yom Enaso as Tamar Achoso. And the Radak says that, that, that you know, Avshalom was out to get, to get him. 
He was going to get him. So Yonadav said, relax. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm not minimizing the death of Amnon. I'm saying that, that, that he told his uncle, he said, they're not all gone. Just one. He said, um, uh, you know, Viata, he said, he told his uncle, he said, just know that only Amnon is gone. Okay. So, and, and obviously I'm assuming as well, at some point they kind of appeared, they returned. Uh, right, so, right, so he, the article talks about the note that, that, that he, that Yonah, that Yonadav was 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 on top of him, was on top of the story, like 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 he had the inside scoop, and 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 he, he told him one hundred percent that that the plan was to kill Amnon, no no nobody else. Okay, so so that that was the you know you know that that was the story. Okay, Vayivrachav Shalom. So <laughs> you know, needless to say, needless to say, um, what he uh, again. I want to. I want to just qualify what I said before. I'm not. I, I want to make it clear. I'm not saying what Avshalom did was okay. I'm just saying I understand it, because um, um, because a terrible thing was done to his sister. But but Avshalom did a terrible thing. Uh, no question about it. Is that because we're supposed to? Altis um, the Mishnah Mishnah Pirkei Avos tells us Altis Yaish Minapuranus. Right. We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to give up hope. Because we see that 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 bad people are doing things in this world and they're not getting punished, he says. Because we're not privy to know when people get theirs, like, like and and the right thing for Avshalom to have done was to learn that Mishnah and Perkiyavos, knowing that Amnon did a terrible thing, he should have had enough faith in that the, the Rebbeinu Olam was go, was going to take care of her, and and, and that was the. Uh, and that was his avera, that 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 he he took uh, matters into his own hands. Uh, only the Sanhedrin and only the the Basedin has the right to execute people or the king. Uh, nobody else. He, Avshalom was not in the right and was not allowed to do that. So he runs away, which uh, I guess I would do too if I was him. The lookout soldier raised his eyes and saw Vayar. A large group of people were traveling on the road behind him from the direction of the mountain. So, so when he ran away, it says, He says, Who were these people? Those were his 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 family that had, that had fled and they and they and they came to Yerushalayim. Right, and the the lookout saw them going where where, where they were going, and I guess they, report, they reported it to to Avshalom. So Yonadav says to David, "Look, you, you know they're they're back. Yeah, as I told you, they're okay." They're not. They're, they're not. 
uh, Abshalom had no no quorum with them, had no quarrel with them, and no no issue with them. It was Amnon that he, that 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 he was after. So so Yonadav comes and announces to his to his uncle David Amela that 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 they're here. Kidvar He says Ha'am haba b'nei Amela kema v'aya in king Kidvar Abdechas Amnon l'vadomes. Right and, and, and right only only Amnon is God. So when when Yonadav uh, finished speaking, and the king's sons came, says they raised their voices in, in, in and cried. Right, I think they were, uh, I think they were frightened out of their skin by this event, but they were also uh, upset. I think this 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 to me um that David Amela cries on two levels. Number one, the loss of a child. Number two, that that this kind of activity takes place within his house. As as David as, as David was so much was so much try tried to to send a message to the Jewish people about the Derech Hayashar to live life. And now now this happens. And I and I think I think it hits David very hard. And and it says that they cried, um says Avshalom fled and he went to Tamai, the son of Amihud, the king of Kishor, and Avaisabel Albano Yamim Rabin. And it says that that David uh, cried over the loss of his son many days. So, who is Talmai? Who haya avi imo? So Talmai, uh, this this king of Geshur was his was his grandfather. He was his mother's. Remember, we said that Avshalom was born from a Yafas Torah. So, so this was his grandfather. Says that 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 he, David never stopped mourning. David al uh, so, so the Radak has a different uh, uh, twist. Twist. Um, the Mesudat David says that David always was in mourning, and the Radak says that he uh, only in the period of time that Avshalom was away. Um, means means it wasn't an eternal uh, mourn, which you're not supposed to do. Um, it, it 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 simply was a a um, the period of time it's that he was away. Um, yeah, the article points this out. This does not mean that David mourned Amnon for the rest of his life, but that he grieved over him for the entire period of three years, which is mentioned in the next verse. For the net for first thirty nine states that after three years David became consoled over Amnon. That's the Radak, as I just read to you. Perhaps scripture uses the expression all the days, although it was in the fact only three years to indicate David mourned Amnon every single day, all the days, even on Shabbos and on Yantav. I'm not sure why that's important to know, but okay. Um so anyways, that's what happened. And it's, and it says that the family it says that the fa- the family felt that sense of loss as well. It wasn't just it wasn't just um, David. It was the the all all of his siblings, all of his brothers. Uh, it was a uh, it was a it was a you know it w- wasn't a great moment in the house of David Amel. 
Avshalom barach vayelach kishor. And the novel repeats to us that Avshalom ran away and he went to Kishor. And he was there for, for, for three years. Okay? Avshalom had fled. At first, Avshalom had expected to become a member of his grandfather's court. He fled there and kept company with him, traveling throughout the land with the king. Then, when he was learned that David mourned for his son many years, he feared that David might try to apprehend him and bring him to justice, so that it was no longer safe for him to travel through unprotected parts of the country. Therefore, Avshalom changed his residence. He fled once again, this time to the city of Geshur itself, where he remained no longer traveling throughout the country. You know, it's a little, I, I, said, I said before that, that Avshalom had a sense of gaiva, right? And, 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 you know, he carried out this act and, and he didn't, uh, you know, it was almost like there was no remorse. And, and, and he was going to, you know, continue living his life, traveling the country. And then maybe, maybe, maybe when he heard about the reaction, the, 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 you know, the reaction in the palace, uh, maybe that, that kind of said, wait a second, you know, maybe, maybe this isn't such a great, great thing. Um, and, and he realized that th there is a chance that he could be brought to justice. And, you know, uh, you know, we'll talk about the end of Avshalom when we get to it, but there is a little bit of a midah, connected midah, uh, in, in, with, with Avshalom as well. So, so anyway, so, so very challenging, very challenging story. So, so for three years, he spends in, in Geshur, and it says that David, uh, the soul of David pined for Avshalom. Meaning he, he after a while, um, he he desired for for, um, for Avshalom to come back. It says, um, the words of the soul are added in accordance with the Targum and Moskat. The addition that is necessary because the word about the Chalpine is in feminine, requiring a feminine subject soul. The literal meaning of the phrase is that the soul of David longed to go out for Avshalom. David's emotion was so strong, it was as if the soul wanted to leave him. A similar expression is found in Shir Hashirim. So eventually David is going to want a, a meeting with Avshalom and, and a meeting with him to, to come back. It says, as the Radak said, Rotsuloma also nevish latseis babur ashalom mirotava solo. That, like, almost like he, he was sick over the fact that Avshalom had gone away. Kaloma ishto em Avshalom biksha david maod, achi hisave david el Avshalom, hisava shiyatza acharav echav in the rabbavo, zosh amar latseis el Avshalom. It says that his mother um, convinced uh, the David to, to long for him, to want him back. And and it says that and that's how David felt. And it says, Kimi Khamal Amnon that he he became consoled over Amnon Kimes. Right. So we, we spoke we spoke about the uh, Rashi says Kibel Tanhumim. He he you know people paid shivakols and, and as 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 the Misudat David says Af Af Shahis Abel Allah Koha Yamim says even though he mourned for a long time, Ikomakon Kibel Allah Tanhumim. Uh, um, that he received tanhumim, right? Shivakols, kimesu, benigzar lekabel tanhumal amesim, and and there's a gzera that eventually, right? So there's a there's a famous zavort, uh, Rashi Rashi in Parshas Vayeshev talks about this. He says, he says, Rashi has a question: How come Yaakov never stopped mourning for Yosef? Like like you know, 
unfortunately, we, we you know, life people face different all kinds of challenges. Uh, um, and, you know, people need to, good, bad, or otherwise, you gotta move on. Like, like, like you can't become, can't seep into a depression, into a hole. Uh, uh, we have, we have to, we have to take on our challenges head on, and we have to figure out a way how to, how, how to get through them. I mean, that, that's just as, you know, people deal with illness and death and all, all the different things. Yaakov never stopped crying for Yosef. So Rashi says, because Yosef wasn't dead, that 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 there was a gezera that 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 a Kaddish Baruch Hu put in human nature that that after a certain amount of time the pain of 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 death is nishkach min alef uh, is 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 forgotten by the heart. Does not mean that we not we're not upset. Doesn't mean that we don't cry once in a while because someone is not here, a parent is not here, or or, or a relative that that was that you know a grandparent or a relative that we had a close relationship with. It doesn't mean that. It means that in a functional sense of of of, of the world, you know that that we have we have to move on, and and and, and that's what the, that's what it's telling us here. That it's that it says yes, it says he mourned a long time because because he because because. Maybe the, the the pain of the Avela stopped, but the longing and the missing of and that never stops, right? But with Yaakov, it says, but but it says that that our nature is built on loss. But in the sense of Yaakov, Rashi says there was no loss. He just wasn't in the just wasn't in the uh, geographical location of Yaakov, and, and Yaakov didn't know where he was. But right, right, Rashi says that. That when 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 he sent the brothers to Mitzrayim, that he had an unclear vision. Right? He he, he saw an unclear uh, vision, so that he shouldn't see that Yosef was there. So meaning that 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 part piece of our heart that 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 Rakodesh Baruch Hu put there to allow us to rise above our 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 you know uh, loss wasn't there by Yosef because it wasn't a loss; it's still life. Uh, but but David Amelok says it says eventually um, you have to move on. Rabbi Salvechik points out that that there's only one type of loss that we don't we don't move on from, that, and 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 we're going to talk about it on the, 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 the theme of this week. Uh, the one type of loss that we don't that we don't forget about is is called Avelus Yishana. Avelus Yishana is the is the mourning over the base of Mikdash, uh, and and for good reason why we don't get over it because because we don't have it back. Rabbi Salvechik says that the laws of mourning over Yerushalayim def, um, um, defy the laws of mourning uh, 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 over you, over human life. Um, it says because he says he says that, that we're never supposed to stop mourning for the for the loss of the base of Mikdash. We have to have Tish above every year until the base of Mikdash is built. Till Mashiach comes and the base of Mikdash is is built. And Rabbi Salvechik coined that Avelus Yishana, the old the old mourning, the 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 ongoing. The ongoing mourning that that takes place, um, and, and that's what Tisha B'av is 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 about. But when it comes to people, it, it's important that again. I want to really want want to emphasize it. It's not that we don't miss them. It's not that we don't even cry. Sometimes we cry over them, and, and we say, "Oh, you know." I, I I look at my kids, and and and, and I say, and uh, you know, Moshe Freelander knows this, and you know, or most of you know it because you've heard it from us. But Moshe Freelander was 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 with us at the time. 
I, I look at my children and I look at my nieces and nephews and I say, what my what, what my in-laws couldn't live to see this? Uh, and it depresses me. I'm not going to lie to you that it, it depresses me. Like I couldn't live to see, you know, my Baruch Hashem. You know, my daughter's going to high school next year, and uh, it's gonna. It's, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, you know, why couldn't they be part of that? Okay, but, but you know, so it doesn't mean that you don't have that sense of loss. It just means that, and it just means that you know. Shiva is not necessarily a functional in that way. I, I don't. I don't mean that psychologically. I mean, you know, you're sitting shiva. You can't leave your house. You can't. You can't change your clothes. You can't wash. You know, people come to visit you. You know, but after shiva, you gotta get out of the house, and you gotta. You know, you have to ease ease it out, and, and that's what happens here. But Rabbi Salvechik points out that when it comes to the korban based on mikdash, there's no such thing as easing it out. It's still the fire is still burning. Yeah, we, we have to. Uh, by the way, that's the connection to Pesach, right? Um, the night of Pesach is always the night of of Tishabov. So, in, in a in a glorious way, there, there's a tremendous message that the night of that the night of the Geula is and the night of the Korban are together. Meaning, meaning that just like and that was that was Rabbi Kiva's message that just like the the Korban happened on this night, the Geula is also going to happen on this night. And that's that that that's it. But 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 the other the other connection for for our time until unless Mashiach comes in the next two days um, is that is that is that on Pesach we say behold Adam person is supposed to feel it, experience it, and, and appreciate it. And that's the same thing on Tisha B'Av. We have to we, we're, we're like Mesa Mutam Bufono. We have to view it as if it's burning in front of us. We have to feel feel that the building is burning right in front of us. We have to feel the loss of the base of Megdash. And Rabbi points out that that doesn't change. That doesn't go away until it until it goes away. So that that's the difference. And that's what Navi is telling us. Eventually, David Amelach realized that he has to he has to you know he has to go on and he has to. Uh, um, um, move on and away from this type of Avilus. Okay, um, we're going to stop here. Um, again, as always, I thank you all for coming on. Um, um, those of you who have been coming to the um, the Yamunash, to, to the Yisodos of Yamunash here, uh, obviously this Wednesday night, I, I was a mistake in the original um, Zoom link, uh, obviously this Wednesday night we're not having shit, it's Tisha B'Av night. Um, anyone want, wants to come to my shul uh, and hear my keynotes, you're invited. Um uh, uh, those on the local network should come to Shul and hear keynotes and Shul. Anyway, um, so we'll not have, but we'll not have that shit. That shit will continue next Wednesday night. I extended it a couple of weeks, so 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 it's going to be. It's a six. It's a six part lecture. Um, the next topic is going to be uh, Kriyashma. Kriyashma, how Kriya, the role Kriyashma plays in building our Amuna. So that will be the next year. Uh, next Sunday night, Mishnah will be back on here live. Um, I will let you guys know um, in another week or two, I'm going to start, maybe I'm going to start uh, falling backwards a little bit. Uh, remember, eventually, we want to come back to the eight o'clock time. Um, we're st- the, the, the clock is starting to fall back. So maybe uh, I'll let you know, maybe not next week. Maybe next week we'll stay at nine o'clock. Maybe the week after we'll fall back about 10, 15 minutes. Okay, for our start time. All right, I'll let you know about that. Okay, uh, have, have a meaningful fast. Um, ha- you know, uh, that, that maybe together, if we if if we make Tisha B'Av meaningful, um, that that we, that we could together help build the base of Mikdash, and that we won't have to have Tisha B'Av anymore. Um, if anybody 
Um, I'm not talking to the shul now because I'll post that in an email. You'll get it. Um, anyone outside that's not in the shul is looking for meaningful things to watch on Tisha B'Av, please, please message me privately. I'll be happy. I will forward you the email that I'm going to send to the shul over the next uh, uh, couple of days. Okay. Take care, everyone. Have a, have a great week. Have an have a easy fast. Have a meaningful fast. And Mr. Shemesh be the last Tisha B'Av that we have to that we have to commemorate. And Mr. Shemesh, next year we should celebrate Tisha B'Av. Yeah. Take care.